Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the road looks like for followers of Jesus. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever our listeners are listening. How y'all doing? Thank you guys for joining us today. We got Nate and Abe with us. Yeah, today is what up? Abrams, uh, are you, are you now in the 20s? You're not yeah, 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 23. <laughs> yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I've made it past... Uh, I've made it past every mark of adulthood. Yeah. I'm official. I think uh, you're still on your parents' insurance, but I mean, we're not counting. Yes. <laughs> on your I, guess, I guess that's true. You can't, you can't rent a car yet either. It's true. <laughs> Soon to be, I'll be on my wife's uh, insurance from the University of Finland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Abram. It's good to have you a part of this team and a part of this podcast. Yeah. Mom and dad, if you're listening, we're, we're grateful for Abram. <laughs> Abram, yeah, not so Abram. So thank you guys Shout for... Out. Bring him in, him into this world. <laughs> yeah, that is what I was thinking. <laughs> Thank you for bringing vessel, being vessels for the Lord's work. So right. we are excited to get into our conversation today. Um, this past Sunday, we were in Acts, um, starting actually a whole sermon series on the book of Acts. So we're yeah. right there in Acts 1-1, if you guys want to follow along. And before we jump into it, though, um, I just wanted to remind all of you guys that... We are very, very appreciative of our listeners, and we thank you guys so much for tuning in and jumping on and listening, and so many of you have been reaching out to us throughout the week, and that's really encouraging and grateful, so um, just thank you guys so much. And if you're listening on a specific platform, just know that we're available on lots of different platforms, whether it is Google, Apple, Spotify, or our app. Um, so you can listen to us in many different ways, and we would love to hear which service that you guys are using. And also, too, if you guys don't mind, if you guys like the content, if you guys want to hear more, give us some stars, give us some feedback. Uh, feel free to write to us any questions or concerns, or maybe topics from Sunday that you guys have an issue with or just want to talk about. Yeah, or even questions. Yeah, Nate's always open to stuff like that. It's kind of what he does. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have no reminders for you guys today. We're just going to jump right into the conversation. Yeah. So let's do this. Nate? Yeah. So the beautiful picture of Acts is, it's it's funny, it's the the beginning history of the church, Mm -hmm. right? So I know in the New Testament, we have other letters written to churches, but the funny thing is, is that a lot of those letters are actually written during, like, you know, how do I say this? Throughout Acts. So, like, you can see, like, oh, Paul probably would have written at this time in this in the Acts to the church in Ephesus or Corinth. And I, I, to me, it's a really cool experience. But, uh, and I know churches and people and have different views and backgrounds and all kinds of things when it comes to Acts. Do you guys have anything, like, I don't know, that brings back anything, memories that you have pastors talk about is, um, you know, I mean, what? What's your thoughts on Acts in general before we like really get into it? So for me, my very first time reading through the book of Acts, I had no idea that Jesus was on earth so long post-resurrection. And my first time reading through Acts, um, I had no clue. Like, I thought it was just like, he came and we, we did the Doubting Thomas thing, and he <laughs> appeared to a few guys, yeah. and then that was it. I yeah, thought the right. ascension happened almost same day, I guess. I never really thought about it. But he was on earth for upwards to possibly 40 days. That just blows my mind. And all of the people that came in contact with him during those 40 days, I'm trying to think about how many people that that, that I see on any given month, you know? Mm, A month is a long time. A month is a long time. Especially to have died and then risen yourself. And it's just, it just blows my mind. And like, yeah, 
I think Luke accounts that after his resurrection, over 500 people met the risen Jesus. Yeah. Not just his disciples, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just mind-blowing. And he had to have looked different, too. Oh, for sure. You know? Like, it, like he, looks, he looks like Jesus, but there's definitely something different about him. Yeah. That you can't figure out. Well, he can walk through walls, and <laughs> yeah. he can do all these, you know, and s- eat. spiritual, yeah. or I don't want to use the term sur- su- supernatural, but I can't think of a better word. You know, he can do all these things that we can't do. But yeah, you're right, but he's eating, you know? Yeah. You have to imagine, I mean, like, just because he can walk through a wall, when I think of that, you know, I'm, I, I was a video gamer in a past life, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's like, I think of, like, when you do those cheats and it's the no, the, the no clipping mode, you just fall through the map. I have to think, like, why doesn't he fall through things? If he can walk through things, how, what keeps him standing, you know? I don't know, just crazy things. Yeah, it is interesting. Do you have a history? Or do you, have you, um, when it comes to Acts and... Uh, <clears throat> grew up independent Baptist, so not much on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, oh, that is fascinating yeah. to think about. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say not at all. Uh, Pastor Melton will probably never hear this, but he's, yeah, he's, right. he's a great dude. But, um, I, I mean... I wouldn't say, like, not at all, but I definitely think we leaned more towards the end of kind of like that that little brother who we don't really talk about a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say in the context of growing up, it was it was probably like, yes, he's our guide. He um, helps us live this life. He's our comforter, things like that, but not much else other than kind of the, like, keeping him reserved that that kind of a, a an understanding so i would say yeah for me because i think we talked in a previous podcast about our, our exposure um to what we heard about the most in the trinity i think oh, we asked that yeah, that was a while ago that. but That's i think right. my answer was jesus yeah um and i think yeah yours was maybe god nick i think if i remember correctly god the father i wish i wish i remembered yeah. i think it was god the father. that doesn't matter but uh it's just something that just brought to mind but that does uh, make sense i i think that uh, I don't know. The X Church to me is, um, I somewhere along the way I fell in love with it, and I, I if I'm really honest with you guys and everybody listening, I think years ago when I be when I was a Christian, like uh, when I just became a Christian, and then got to like say uh, maybe college, early college, and, you know, I was, and I was learning a lot and reading a lot, and. I think that it began my downfall of wanting to walk away from the church because the more I keep reading Acts, the more I was like, man, we don't do any of this. Um, and I use it more as a judgment tool instead of uh, paying attention to how they did it. Because it's funny, like throughout Acts, we're going to get into that over the series and stuff, but like they argue with one another, like Paul and Peter, mm-hmm. like they oh, get yeah. at it. Big beef. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty cool. And they split ways, and they actually come to terms and say, hey, we're doing the same things, but we have different perspectives. So yeah. let's, the first denominational yeah. split. Denomination. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is fascinating, though. And so I just, I don't know. To me, it is it is the foundation of the church. Like, I think the DNA, which, again, we'll get into that, um, the DNA of the church in general in two weeks. But... Um, I, 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 she, I, as I'm referring to the church, it just is a beautiful picture of the kingdom on earth that God is choosing and using uh, to spread the gospel and the hope of Jesus. And I thought, you know what, I, I think that's why I kind of shared the story a little bit of our history at Avenue. Um, 
because we are kind of in, we are in a new life cycle. We're not what we were. We're now a new church. Um, we're five years into this. We will be five years into this, and I, I've always dreamt of being an ax church, hmm. um, like living it out the way the early church did. Is even as messy as they were. Um, I think that's why I wanted to do a series on Acts in this year uh, with the context of what we're trying to do with making disciples, Um, which is why I really love um, sharing kind of what I thought was the DNA in general of our church, what I wanted to build it on, which was um, uh, generosity, vulnerability, authenticity, excellence, and uh, the word love, but the idea of unconditional love, agape love. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I would ask you guys because, you know, this probably comes more out of my heart just because it's just God's got me in this position and, you know, I'm working really hard towards this. I, I want to make him proud, of course, and things like that. But, I mean, let me ask you guys a question or questions. Have you experienced this? You know, are you seeing any of these um, attributes? Um, are you feel do you feel like we're heading in these directions of like generosity or authenticity vulnerability um i I would love to hear your thoughts because that does change things about from my perspective and your perspectives are you talking about on a global christian level or a local avenue church yeah local avenue church level okay yeah generosity so okay let me start by saying this i've been a part of this church for anyone that doesn't know since i was 10 years old Okay, and this church has gone through multiple changes, um, but I am very much a local. I born and raised in this town, um, went to this church um, with with many of the congregates that, you know, are in their golden years now. You know, they were the church, you know, back then when I was just a boy. I'm 33 now, so I've been going to this church for, for over 20 years. <laughs> the longest thing I've ever been affiliated with, actually, if you think of it that way. Yeah. And um, in those 20 years... This church has been a lot of different things. And just like in many aspects of our own personal walks, it's easy to get sidetracked. Mm -hmm. It's easy to to become passionate about things that probably God's not asking us to invest our time in. It's easy for us to um, get things switched around. It's easy for us to put our efforts into things that don't matter. And, And to be totally honest... It's easy for us to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And our short church, excuse me, um, just like every other body of believers, we've made a lot of mistakes. I personally have made a lot of mistakes in my own faith walk, whether we want to attribute that to our upbringing, our, our, our political climate, or whatever, okay? And it's easy to get away from Jesus. I think that at the State of Avenue right now, compared to what I've seen it before, before it was Avenue, we are making those steps in the right direction. I still feel like we have a long way to go. I I do too. And I think that should be taken as an encouragement, Mm -hmm. you know, not a a negative, hey, we're not there yet, guys, do better. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, guys, we're we're, we're facing the right way now. Yeah. You know, but it's going to take all of us to really get this, to do it. Hmm. I think generosity, I wanted to start with that one because generosity is something that I think Avenue does really, really well. In. I think so, too. Um, I think that people give a lot of their time mm-hmm. to the movements and events that are in this church. I think people give a lot of their income to 
um, whether it's in a tithe or whether it's just helping out a family in need. The rise of small groups has been something that I think has made the most change in this church because that's something that we never used to have. And um, it doesn't take long to listen to somebody's story. And somewhere in there, they talk about how being in a missional community has changed their life. You know, And so I love the direction that we're headed. Um, and for new people that are coming to this church, um, I think that this is a great time to be a part of this church. Yeah. I really do. That's cool. That's interesting. Mm. I want to I want to hold back some of my thoughts. You've been here Abe for what? 6 7 months six now. 6 months. Uh yeah, going on 7 uh in May. Do, would May you first. So would you say in that short term, do you notice any of these? Do you, mm. Are you experiencing any of these? Are you trying to help us create uh any of this reality of trying to be a church, a biblical church yeah. with these kind of those are characteristics? I'll say this. Um, it's interesting. Uh, what I mean by that is I don't think there's a lot of churches. I mean, I have, I've mentioned this before. I have friends from so many different kinds of church. <laughs> really, I do. Yeah. Um, and I love them all. But the reality of, of these things, um, a lot of people say they want to be a biblical church or they want to be um, a Bible-believing church or things like that. We're going past what we want to be, and we're saying this is what it looks like to be. And I think that that's something that I don't see a lot of uh, in church culture and climate and things like that. So as, as much to say, um, rather than ideals, these are like tangible things that we're doing to, to be that, rather than just say, well, we want to be a Bible-believing church. Awesome. You can believe the Bible all day long, but if you're not doing anything, it mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I think point. that... That for me, it's been really interesting to see um, how we can actually do these things and live these way these ways, um, rather than just saying we want to be this. So I think that what I've seen the most um, with Reach coming up, I've had a few families um, personally come talk to me and say they want to help students go, um, which has been something that man I really appreciate, and uh, it's been something that I think is really really cool. Uh, obviously, you know, some people might hear that and be like, well, okay, well that's kind of like status quo, but that hasn't happened uh, to me even our, our first thing that we did, OSYC, right? So now it's starting to get this establishment of generosity, and I'm seeing that um, come through families and things like that. And then the other part of it, too, is is that vulnerability piece. I have, I have heard that a lot with people coming. Um, they say that oh, that's, that, cool. that's a very different thing from our church. Yeah. Uh, especially specifically you but like when you're speaking on Sunday mornings it doesn't feel like a and even Nick too like it doesn't feel like we're just doing it to do it it feels like we're really just genuinely wanting people to to be a part of it and and uh, see our daily life too mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's something that I, I've heard a lot of the authentic vulnerable um, kind of thing I've heard that sentiment from a lot of people that's pretty cool I uh, I mean, I can't be like, yeah, I agree with you guys. You know, I do agree with you, but I, I know that that's the continuation of moving forward of asking this not just out of our like our leaders, but even everybody who's a part of Avenue. Like, this is my home church. Well, I mean, are you living an authentic life? You know, are you living a vulnerable life? Are you living a life of generosity? And I, I, I would agree. Like, um, you know, I was talking to somebody. Uh, I can't really mention this guy, right? But. Uh, Big, big time person in our community, doesn't go to our congregation, 
and um, and he is blown away that we would give 100% um, like of our be generous funds every year that we give it all away mm-hmm. because churches just don't do that right right um, and which I think is really cool and I think people really get behind that and love that I, I, I think as it, as the years go on they start to realize wow this is a lot bigger than I thought it was and it just keeps growing right and I'm still blown away every year by w- what comes in um, you know, but uh, but on a consistent basis, I think it's still something we need to improve in, because um, I mean, this the stats are still, I mean, uh, I think gen- in general people are giving something, you know, in general. But I mean, but are we li- are we literally living in such a way that we're trusting the Lord with our finances? Are we trusting the Lord with our time? Sure. You know, I think that comes down to personal convictions, and yep. I would agree with you. Yes, we're we're making the right motions. Yep. But we're not full faith yet yeah many of us i agree and um and i think then that also comes down to authentic authenticity you know like being honest you know i'm just not there yet well why aren't you there yet Mm. you know wow i haven't really shared this with anybody you know like well then we got to work on your authenticity and vulnerability still um because following jesus is saying you have all my life you got it all Mm. and i trust you with everything um and um, and that's why I like the idea that I, I think Nick is right. Like we're m- still moving in that direction. We have not arrived yet. Um, will we ever arrive? I don't know if we'll ever really like, arrive, but man, that's a mark I want to try to strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think the Acts Church shows, will show us a picture. Yeah. Uh, all these stories that are coming down the pipeline, I think it'll show us a picture of like, man, they, man, they, whoo. I don't know if I could do that, you know, and mm-hmm. but but why not? What's holding you back? I mean, I I think the questions that people are going to have to wrestle with over the next coming weeks are just the idea, like, do I really believe in the resurrection? Like, I believe in it, but do I really believe in the resurrection? Yeah. Do I believe point, that the resurrection power is still working in and yeah. through us? Is the real question? That's right. Like, okay, the resurrection happened. Awesome, I believe in that. Is yeah. he continuing to yeah. still do these things? Yeah. yeah. Is it one of those things where I like, you know, like I'm, you know, I want to enjoy this <laughs> life, you know, but I still want to go to heaven. Yeah. 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 But okay, but that's a very me-centric mentality. Following Jesus is a very you-centric mentality. Like my life no yeah. longer exists about me. It's, it's now about you. <laughs> like I'm here because of you. And um, and again, I think we'll get into that. But but I think the reality is of. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I wanted to share my passions because I like, man, I desperately care about people coming to know him. Yeah. Uh, That is the point of the church. And next week, oh my goodness, we're going to get into that one. Um, But at the same time, I desperately want to teach Christians that, you know, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Nick. You don't have to be like Abe. You literally can just be a person who loves Jesus, follow Jesus, and you can do this for somebody else and with somebody else. Yeah. It's not as difficult as we make it. But I think it's just the idea that we've never taught it. Yeah. And we don't teach it. Just the conversation about difficulty in general, I think that needs to be addressed because you guys both said something together without actually saying it. And I'm going to quote our good friend, Mr. Alex Black, who is a who is a weekly listener, Ooh, by the way. Oh, man, I, I love, I love Alex man, Black. you guys and your bromance, I tell <laughs> you. Um, so he, he shared with me one night, it was after a band rehearsal, and we and we usually, I take the guys out to Applebee's once in a while, yeah. if, if we get enough of the guys together, and we, uh, you know, just 
sit around, talk, and have a drink or something. And um, he brought up to me, I don't know where he got this from. It's not a phrase that he coined, okay? But he said that easy times create weak men. Maybe you guys have heard that phrase. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And, yep. and um, hard times create strong men. Yeah. And it makes me think of the nature of civilization right now. Now, I can only speak for Western culture because that's where we're a part of, okay? Yeah. And our life is so easy right now, okay? And our life is so easy and so comfortable, and we have every answer that we could ever have to anything right here in the palm of our hand, and every, everyone is a text away, a phone call away. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look something up. You can buy things without even putting on real clothes. You can, I mean, sit on your couch. You can literally order your groceries online, drive to the store, and somebody even puts them in your car for you. Like, we are living in the easiest living society that I bet there has ever been on this planet. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So when you think about Maybe the, the Axe Church, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys seen Wally? I mean, yeah, yeah, we're getting pretty we were close just to talking the, about Wally. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're getting pretty close to the wheelchair culture, and it's <laughs> like, think about the Axe Church now. Think about the civilization that they were in just just preaching this gospel could literally get get them killed you know for sure and like everything that they were doing like they sold their possessions they sold their belongings they lived together in these communes like they literally eat slept and drank jesus mm-hmm. it's like we don't do that mm-hmm. no yeah. matter how good of a christian that you think that you are you don't do that yeah you know we aren't living that way i know that i don't yeah and so we have to consider our time that all of us have everything that we could ever want at the whim and lift of a finger. And it's so, it's so hard for us to grasp what the Axe Church is all about. Yeah, and, and I, I 100% agree with you. The, the, hard, the difficulty of that is that's how I became bitter. Mm. And that's why I walked away. Because I just, mm-hmm. now you're doing this. I don't want to be a part of a church. You're that, all frauds. Yeah, that was me a part of church. Until I started realizing I'm also part of the problem by not helping her. Yeah. And and I think that's why at times like I can come off brash and I don't mean to. Um, I can come off difficult at times. And there's probably some people I'm like, Nate, you're not hard enough. You know, like Abe probably thinks at times like, Nate, you could have gone deeper there, right? <laughs> like, so, I do tell him that. I yeah, do tell yeah. him that. He comes over with concern. I'm like, that was soft, yeah, bro. That was soft, dude. And um uh, which is funny because, again, next week's Peter's message is just like, whoo, in your mm-hmm. face. But but I started to realize, like, if I want to be a part of something like that, then I have to be an example and lead that, even yeah. if even if it hurts people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's not with the intention of hurting people. It's just I make them uncomfortable or, or I don't know, maybe they see a different side of me or something. But the whole mentality is like, I want I want to experience on earth as it is in heaven, like the prayer of Jesus. Like I want to experience that. Mm. I, I want to know that eternity is now, and I want to do it with people. Um, um, I don't know, and, and and maybe it stems from my time not being a Christian, but I think God has definitely used that. I hope so. You know, I mean, and I know I don't always get it right, um, but I said, but I was, you know, I'm 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 praying and hoping that that God is using us now as mm-hmm. a staff and elders and a church to think, you know what, but this is where we're going. 
Right. And the question is, is do you want to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that, well, then I would not read the New Testament. <laughs> like, I wouldn't read the life of Jesus because mm-hmm. that's what he calls us to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's the difficulty of American Christians versus, say, how do you say it? Like, historical biblical Christians. Yeah. Um, it makes me think about this meme that I saw. Actually, it wasn't a meme. I think it was a tweet. And I would love to give the author credit, but I don't know who it is. But he wrote very simply... Paul saw the condition of today's church. Oh, for we'd sure. We'd be getting a letter. I bet we would be getting <laughs> a letter. We'd probably be getting it. Uh, we'd probably get in a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I yeah. love that. That is so clever. And it's just like, it's true. You know, yeah. I don't argue it. Yeah. It is very much true. And I, I think that's why, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this too. I think that's why people are probably also somewhat, again, I don't know what other churches are doing in a sense because I'm not on them and watching them and paying attention to all this stuff. You know, like the Lord's going to do what he needs to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, I think that's why people are attracted to Avenue. I think it's one of the reasons, let me rephrase it. Um, because it's like, that's because... <laughs> It's I, it's really difficult to teach God's truth, and at the same time, live in His abundance of grace. Yeah. Because the idea is like, man, I, I'm going to get up, or whoever it is, they're going to get up, and we're going to teach you exactly what this says. Here, I mean, this is here it is, plain as day. Whew, that's difficult in our culture because in our culture we'll call most of it hate speech. But at the same time, we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the idea of Zacchaeus. So I always go back to that story, Zacchaeus. You know, he was a tax collector. He cheated people like crazy. Everybody and their mom hated him in the, in the city of Jericho. Everybody knows who Zacchaeus was. And yet Jesus eats with him. Yeah. And then something happened in that home to where the entire city of Jericho benefited from Jesus eating with him. It's almost like the chief IRS agent. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think of. Nobody likes him, <laughs> but Jesus would eat with him. But Jesus and Jesus died for him, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that's the whole part. But, but with that said, the only way that, that we can live out these, I don't know, stories and these examples of what God was doing in the early church in Acts is because of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. So before I like before we kind of deep dive into that, because we're going to dive into the Holy Spirit throughout the uh, coming ten weeks. Okay. Um, did did that? I, I I was I was hoping that illustration came off somewhat clear. Did it make sense about the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, about on the us? difference between the Holy Spirit with us and the power oh, of the Holy Spirit. Come on, yeah, with Avery. I thought it was a good illustration. Um, we're going to explain it even more this Sunday, too. But. Yeah. So very admittedly, and, yeah. this, and this is a Nick thing, okay? Very admittedly, um, because I was raised First Church of God, okay? <laughs> yeah. And we're not super, um, what is the word I want to say? Charismatic? Yeah, charismatic, yeah. okay? At least not from any of the past pastors that I've listened yeah. to or anything like that. Yeah. And so when I hear about the power of the Holy Spirit falling on us, it sounds like voodoo to me. <laughs> it always has. And that's yeah. something that I've wrestled with for a few I, years. I'm not going to lie. I have too, yeah. And like, I've been there. And so like all the speaking with tongues, all these gifts and things like yeah, that. for sure. Know, a lot of that sounds like, ooh, to me, still to this day, and I have to check myself. And, you know, so you showing that il- illustration of 
you know, God and the Spirit and once in a while they'll surprise you and you know that's the blessing they and that's pick you what you're up supposed and just to go give you tell. like this majorly you know, love kiss that was thing. a much better illustration than what i have figured out on my own through online that's cool. videos and things like that that's cool yeah. i i know i, I was and uh, this I, I know at 9 a.m i was a lot more blunt about it than i was as much in 11 mm-hmm. i think because i realized I was like, you know what? We need to ease into this. I didn't mm-hmm. so much ease into it as much at 9 a.m. I just got after it. I went crazy. <laughs> but I was sitting here thinking, hmm, how many Pentecostals did I just offend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, that's, that is my struggle with the brothers and sisters who are in the charismatic Pentecostal church that say you have to speak in tongues in order to have affirmation that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Mm-hmm. That is not what Scripture teaches. Um, actually, to be quite honest with you, this is fascinating. I'll probably share a little bit more again this week too. But, um, but I thought, you know, what, I'm going to bring it onto the podcast. So in John chapter four or John chapter twenty, so Jesus has risen from the dead. Okay. And he's now he's now appeared to people, and he's with his disciples at times. You know, and so in verse nineteen of chapter twenty, it says this. That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you. Which, this always cracked me up because that would creep me out. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the fear not vibe. It's like, okay, well, I'm clearly trembling. Yeah, like, uh, okay, hey, Jesus. (laughs) He just literally walked through a wall. Yeah, walked through. Or even just appeared, yeah. yeah. As he spoke... He showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side, and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Yep. Again, he said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Now, that's an important part, right? Because of what Acts is about. Look what it says next. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Yep. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven, right? And this is kind of an act towards the disciples. Now, here, here's what's fascinating. Do you do they speak in tongues there? Nope. No. They don't go crazy. But the Holy Spirit is now in them. He breathed, which, which is funny to me because, you know, the correlation is Genesis chapter 2. Yeah. He breathed life into us, mm-hmm. right? I love the Hebrews view of like every time you breathe, you're you're basically saying the name of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the the Y-W-H-W, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yavo, Havo, or something like that. And um but but to me that's like then you're missing. Like you you haven't done a good job of exegetic exegetical study of the scripture. You've eisegetical at it you know basically i've added my view of scripture and here's what i think it says instead of no here's what it says and so before the holy spirit came upon him in the sense of power they already have received the holy spirit because jesus breathed on them in the room and so for the next well we'll say that night um if i don't look through it real quick was that that day? Jesus. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was that day. So for the next 50 days, they had the Holy Spirit already dwelling in them. Mm-hmm. That's what's fascinating. And then that's when we get, mm-hmm. um, that's when we get to Acts to the upper room. Yeah, 1, 8. That's when it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It doesn't say that you're going to receive the Holy Spirit for the first time. It doesn't say that. It's saying you're talking about you will receive power when he comes upon you. But that doesn't mean that he's not already in them. Because upon almost makes it think like 
making his presence known. That, and that was the point of Avery. I wanted them to understand that when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes in us to live in us. Why is that important? Because we are now his temple. We're mm-hmm. his living temple. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is indwelling in us. But there may be a moment somewhere along the way that, which is what I was trying to get with Avery. I didn't tell her what I, I didn't tell her what I was doing for service. I said, I just want you to walk with me and hold my hand. Mm-hmm. She said, okay. Yeah. And then, but I wanted to startle her. Yeah. I wanted to try to get her natural reaction at 9 a.m. at least to see what she would do. And I heard her giggle. And then I started kissing her, and I think I was embarrassing her. But, you know, it was one of those where, like, this is what I was hoping for. And then I put her back down, and then we went walking again. Because the idea of the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon us is, like, God bringing us up real quick without us knowing, kissing kissing us and loving us in this moment. But But the significance of that is the, okay, now go tell people what I just did for you. Mm-hmm. You know, or that the, or the whole point of encouragement, or maybe maybe saying it this way is that when he picks us up like that, that's the moment that like, oh my goodness, I need to tell somebody because I'm living in the power of the Holy Spirit right yeah. now, and that can happen multiple times. Like I think that's where I also struggle with is you're like, well, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? What? Like I know what Scripture's saying, but you don't understand. That's not a one-time thing. Or yeah, it's and then that's it. It can literally happen. 50 times in your life, and it can happen zero <clears throat> times in your life. Like, I, I think that's the missing ele- element, I guess, of understanding Scripture from the context as a whole. And again, we're going to get into this over the time, but mm-hmm. I really wanted people to understand that the Holy Spirit is beautiful. Um, you are literally walking with the Spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. And every once in a blue moon, he just may startle you. And that's your mountaintop experience. Or that's the miracle that takes place. Like I've heard some people in hospitals that just... Um, I've heard two things. I've heard uh, sometimes they get, they get healed. Mm-hmm. Doctors can't figure it out. But that's their moment when they start sharing the gospel. Mm. Here's how I know this happened. And they start talking about Jesus. Um, but I've also seen the opposite is true is that they've experienced the Holy Spirit in some crazy, awesome way, even though they may not get, quote-unquote, healed, but then they start telling people about Jesus. And there's yeah. so much research out there right now of doctors and nurses who's, who have written on the differences between Christians who die and people who die. Hmm. There's a difference. They, there's, a, there's a sense of hope um, that they can't explain. It's peace. It is. And I think that's, we miss the point of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was directing all people back to Jesus, yeah. you know, and obviously glorifying the Father. Yeah. Um, if any of you guys out there that are listening, if you are familiar with the Bible Project, um, mm. you may have seen the videos that they have on the Acts series. And uh, if you haven't, the thebibleproject.com is, is an awesome resource, and I think it's very, very valid. It helps. And I love a lot of the illustrations that they have, because I'm a very sort of a picture, creative sort of a learner. You know, I think they call that kinesthetic, maybe. Yeah, oh, it's sure. Like hands-on learning sort of thing. Um, but they have a video on Acts specifically about the Holy Spirit and how it came onto the epistles and then it spread. And they use the illustration of a little flame on top of their heads. 
Okay. And so like when the Holy Spirit came about you, you yeah, had this flame. Cost, yeah. Yes. Okay. We you just saw that at LifeWise. Yeah. Yeah, was we it, did. Was, and we're actually, we're going to talk about that this Sunday. I don't know if it was oh, the awesome. same video or not, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you had it's like, not the this same little video. flame and then like your job now, hey, you are now, you know, a, a candle sort of a thing of the Spirit and now you can spread that yeah, fire. Light. And oh my gosh, it was, it was such a cool sort of an illustration. And that explains that mountaintop experience that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, once we have that, and if you're so consumed with it, then it's like, yeah. of course you're going to tell people about it. Yeah, and I think that's the key, which I have a really cool illustration to kind of point that out this coming week. But, I, you know, I just... Okay, which gets me back to my, my, my struggles years ago. And I would still argue it's still my struggles today. That I don't... And I do, that's why I think I struggle with so much why Christians keep this message to themselves. Like, where we're so consumed with just going to church mm-hmm. or maybe watching online yeah. or... The ritual. The rituals, yeah. And I think, man, you're, you're missing it. The whole... I mean, next Peter's message next week is just, whew, man, goodness. <laughs> I would give anything to get in a time machine and go back to that moment. Mm-hmm. Um but, man, I, uh, I want our church to, like, I, uh, gosh, I'm struggling here because it's just, it's just, like, creating tension in me. But I, I, one of the frustrating things I hear a lot of times, like, I hear people say, well, I don't want my church to become big. I don't want to have a big, big church. The first church was 3,000 people. In one day. In one day. <laughs> and that's what we're going to get to. church. Yeah. The, the issue isn't the megachurch. The issue is what Christians are doing with their faith in Christ. Yeah. Megachurch, not a single cup of coffee, though. Yeah, and, there, there are, and there's some bad ones out there. Like, you know, I'm not going to lie. But there are, there are bad little churches out there. Yeah. A lot of ones. A lot of little ones. Because they could care less about sharing the gospel. Then why are you following Jesus? You know, like, well, because I don't want to go to hell. Wouldn't this become about you? You know, and I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not, like calling out people online i'm not saying that these are things that just i'm constantly thinking through as a follower of jesus in the 21st century that i'm living in that god created us for such a time as this to continue that ripple effect throughout time that what peter what god was doing through peter and john and james and even the brother of james and and jude and all these people in the first century he created us for such a time as this to continue to do what they were doing 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Like, I, why are we missing that? And I, to me, that's just why, uh, you know, I do want to make sure that we're living, um, uh, that we're not over-abusing spirituality and we're not over-abusing the, the, the role of the Holy Spirit, right? And we see that in churches. And I think we need to call that out. Not call them out, but call out that mentality, call out that ideology. But on the flip side, I think it's also just as important to say, man, if you don't really dig into the Holy Spirit and understand what His role is now, you're still missing it too. Mm-hmm. Because the idea is that He is indwelling in you. And if He's indwelling in you, He is drawing all people to the Christ in you. Yeah. Not you, the Christ in you. And the question is, is, do you reflect the Christ in you? And I mean, more times than not, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true for me. And that's why... I want to make sure, man, I, I, I have to begin my day with the Lord. I have to begin that day with the prayer. I have to be, that's why generosity is so important to me. That's why vulnerability and authenticity and excellence is the key because, man, goodness, I want people to really know the risen Jesus before it's too late. 
And I want the church to know that as well. Like, I want the church to get that same excitement. I don't think that people should be focused on the hellfire brimstone mentality, that that's the only reason why they do good. Correct. Right? Yep. But I do think it's, it's healthy to look at the potential consequences if you're not living out it, living out the life of Christ, or if you're at least, at bare minimum, not living what you're preaching, you know? Yeah. Because... Or it's, living what you believe. Yes. Yeah. Because if you say that you believe in Christ, and if you are, and if you are not reflecting Christ, it's easy for us to just kind of end that conversation. And say, "Oh, yeah, I need to do better." Yeah. Think about the consequence of not revealing Christ in your life. Yeah. Now that means that you've given Christ a bad image. That's right. Yeah. I. That is way worse, you guys. You know, and I, and. <coughs> I have to be careful with this too, but I, I think, I think that's why the struggle sometimes for me is the entertainment model of the church. Yeah. I think what we've tried to do there is we've taken the place of the Holy Spirit, like in not trusting that the Holy Spirit will do what the Holy Spirit's going to do. Yeah, we should have, we should have excellent worship. Absolutely. We should have excellent um, technology and all those things. But at the same time, I'm not drawing you in because, oh, look how cool my light show is, or look how cool my smoke is, you know, or, wow, look what we did with the pastor this week, or, or something like that. Like, uh, there's really something to say that just boldly preaching the gospel and living it out every day and discipling other people, I really believe in my heart the church will explode more if we would just love one another and love God yeah. and teach other people about who Christ is. You know, I really yes. believe that's the key. Absolutely. There's a song that's coming to my mind right now. It's by an artist named Elias Dunner. Dumber? Dumner? I don't know how to say his last name. Okay. But it simply says, Jesus, you are enough. You are enough. And that's it. That's it. There's nothing else with it. I mean, he says some other things in the song, but that is the main topic. Yep. You know, and it doesn't say that you need to look this way or be this way. or You know, yeah. it, it gets rid of all the cliches. It gets rid of all the, the big production style in entertainment sides of ministry that too many of us are familiar with yeah. and it just says jesus is enough christ yeah. is enough scripture is enough it's like what i sent you on instagram the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the other day it's like literally we don't need to make it any more glorious <laughs> than what it is it is enough it is enough and i i feel like if you if you're having to add so much to it maybe you don't trust the holy spirit either or you're not trusting what you're preaching that God, His Word is alive and active, and I don't know, man. I just, I, I really hope over the next ten weeks, I hope many people will commit mm -hmm. and just go on a journey with me, you know, or whoever's preaching that Sunday, go on a journey with us and just really experience what the early church did, but really what the Holy Spirit was doing in the early church, because we are we are a result of what happened two thousand years ago. And so, I don't know. That's just my take on it. I, I loved it. It was a foundation week, but um, I really hope and pray that that God uses this to, I don't know, either to wake up mediocre mediocrity in some of those who are here. Um, again, I'm not calling by it. I'm just, just in general, you can expect that. Or yeah. maybe bring some people who are coming, love it here, love, I mean, they're experiencing community and they love it, mm -hmm. but they haven't given their lives to Jesus. I'm hoping that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, or I'm I'm really hoping for the most part is that most Christians are like, you know what, let's go. Yeah. That's, or or that's at least maybe realize if, if they've been lukewarm or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah, revelation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lukewarm living. So, anyways, 
Does that resonate with Abram? Mm, it does. I just uh, there's a fire burning inside of me that just wants to call out Mike Todd. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking, dude, in my head. <laughs> I want to call him out so bad. You know what, Mike Todd? This is your call out. You're never gonna hear this. But yeah, what are you freaking doing, dude? I, that Easter was awful. The Holy Spirit is the one doing the work. Yeah, cut what you're doing. That was bad. Man. It's just wild. That was really bad. I will say this. He's yeah. He's the pastor of Transformation. Yeah, Church Transformation and, Church. And uh, if if your church has to do things. If the invite to your church is, man, come check out our rap battle on Easter Sunday. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm all about the hype. Man, the man that's my life. But I know. I do, no. too. That's and not I, it. I'm not going to lie. I like being entertained, but I don't want to be – I don't want entertainment to replace the if, Holy Spirit. If that's the fuel, yeah. if, if the fuel is, man, dude, yeah. we got a dynamic communicator. Yeah. Or, man, we, yeah. we have this awesome 50-foot LED screen. Yeah. Or, man, we have this and this. It's Nope. If anybody wants to donate money to an LED screen, then <laughs> no. I'm just yeah. kidding. No. Well, I don't okay. know how to make it work. The, the, <laughs> the problem is is, is, the, is the mentality of if that's our fuel, we're missing it. For sure. I agree. Yeah. yeah. We're missing it. Jesus and is enough. Jesus is completely it. enough. So That needs to be a new Avenue shirt. Christ is we enough. We should do that. I would wear it. Sabrina, hey, another, are you listening? Another catchphrase <laughs> I came up with when, we were, when you were talking about the laziness and stuff of our culture. We don't have enough gospel grit. Gospel grit. Ugh. I tell you what, gospel though, that's grit, why maybe. I said a Sunday, but I, I do. I really want. I want. If something were to happen to our church, I hope it hurts our community that we are no longer here, um, because shame on us, right? I, I, I also I want our church to be so connected, um, so generous. Even with our consistent giving, or so generous with our time um, serving both in the church and in the community, so into the and so into our missional communities that we're that we're living so vulnerable, authentic, generous lives that non-Christians want to be a part of it because they can't deny what God is doing here. They may not agree with it, they may not believe it. Although I believe the Holy Spirit's pulling on them anyways, and they just don't realize it, but. I want non-Christians to be like, man, there's something going on there, and I want to be a part of that. That I mean, that's what I pray for our congregation. So, anyways, I'm excited. Yeah, it's really good. I'm excited also to see where the rest of this Acts series is going to take us. Yeah. We are at about the 46-minute mark. All so right. this was a good, was good. good episode. I it like was, it. We had a lot of good conversation. We barely got into the actual message. We just got through the first couple of yeah. verses, it felt like. Yeah, and, it, and this was just a kind of a foundational Sunday. Uh-huh. It wasn't like life transformation sure sure so but i mean god can do whatever he wants to do but um today was just all today and sunday was all foundational yeah so if you haven't uh read through acts one yet we do encourage you guys to do that that was actually part of the homework of this past week to read through acts one to think about you know just 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 to think about the holy spirit and maybe what your own preconceived notions were about it questions you have about him i mean just what what is your view in the Holy Spirit right now? Yeah, and then we'll see what the rest of the series can do for you. Yeah, you know, sort of a thing, and see how Christ moves in your life. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else, guys? You want to share? No, other than if you want to jump ahead, we're gonna the next two weeks will be on Acts chapter two. We're gonna actually it's gonna be almost all of Acts chapter two this Sunday, but we're saving the last little bit for the following Sunday because it deserves its own Sunday. Awesome. And but it is it is whew, the Spirit comes. The church is born, and Peter rocks it. And so you're just like... Mm-hmm. The zealot. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond the Row. As always, um, leave a comment, write to us, let us know what your thoughts are, what you're struggling with. If there's anything you guys want prayer for, do it. Shoot it out to us. We are here for you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in this week, and we will meet up with you again next week as we go Beyond the Row. Be blessed.